I told my pregnant daughter, I don't care about you right now. Am I the a-hole? I don't care about you, your baby, nope. or any of the problems. Not at all. Please get those problems away from me. Get, You're infecting my vibe. Get out of my face. My vibes aren't infected. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be a good vibe train, and you're like a bad vibe train. Ooh, choo-choo away from me, bucko. Mm-hmm. Chicka, chicka. <laughs> all right. Um, so I, female 49, have two kids. Christina, female 26, and Dwight, male 16. Dwight is neurodivergent and needs my attention and my husband's all the time since there's lots of things that he can't do by himself. I am his primary caregiver. Christina got married and is now pregnant, and I'm happy for her, but the problem is she wants my attention all the time. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Come on. Some pregnant lady wants my attention? Oh, she's my daughter? Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> Going in on him. Yeah. Come on. Um, she knows that I have to take care of her brother, but still calls me up all the time and asks me to go with her to appointments and whatnot. <laughs> go with you to appointments? <laughs> Is this a charity case? Last uh, time I, I checked, I thought you were an adult, not a whiny <laughs> baby. Are you having a baby or becoming one? Damn. <laughs> Sam, Sam has just chosen violence today on this story, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I told her several times that I can't unless it's an emergency since Dwight gets severe anxiety in hospitals and I can't leave him alone. She still gets upset. And Whenever she, you say Dwight, I'm imagining Dwight from the yeah, office. Yeah, that <laughs> is, you know, yeah, I feel you. Um... She still gets upset because she thinks I can just leave him with a nurse for a couple hours. (sighs) Can't leave him. (laughs) I'm also like, isn't this your brother? Like, don't you also know, like, growing up with him and, like, what he needs? Sure. I also, I'm being like completely, uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm being sarcastic with my oh, comments. Oh, oh, to you be are. clear. Oh, are, I think are you sure? I mean, the fact that the mother can't step away for a second to be with the daughter yeah. through the birth. Red flag. I say divorce the mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This is this is grade A commentary from <laughs> Sam tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's getting late, boys. It's getting late. Um, I think the pregnancy hormones might be affecting her too much. <laughs> this fucking dumb bitch. Pregnant. Yeah, this fucking idiot. <laughs> Come on. Getting pregnant. Oh, I don't know Whoa. what to do with my emotions. Oh, oh. Man, Got a whole me. baby. Oh. <laughs> God. Um, and she wants to fight for her mom's attention. Um, <laughs> bro, this mom is delusional. Bro, this, this, yeah. Your th- daughter just wants you to be there through her birth. <laughs> Jesus. Nah, bro, I'm, I'm on the other side. I'm on the, the other, other side. side? Yeah, right, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I think well, the mom's got her hands full. Um, it would be okay if it wasn't because her brother needs special care. She's going to give birth soon, and she asked me to go stay at her house for a bit before the birth and some weeks after the baby's born. I told her I can't do that. I would need to take Dwight with me, and she won't be able to relax with him there since he can be a bit of a troublemaker sometimes. She Dwight, t- always a little troublemaker. Dude, always, you know, getting into Doing getting into pranks mischief. around the office. Yeah. <laughs> sending those memos on, about dude. the dress code. Sitting on, sitting on empty chairs. She told me to leave him with his dad and nurse. Okay, that's new information. They have a dad. There's a dad and a nurse there. Come on. Uh, I told her that she needs to understand that my priority is taking care of my son now, and I have to be there for him. She argued that 
she's my daughter too, and she needs me since she has no one else. Oh, uh, I told her that's a lie because she has her husband. And I also said that maybe when her kid is born, she'll understand that as a mom, your first priority are your kids. And even more if they are special needs and need you all the time. Now that she's an adult, she doesn't need me and she's not my priority. She cried and insulted me. And she said that she'll never be able to forget that I chose her brother over her and during such a hard moment for her. Am I the a-hole? Um, this is an interesting one to me. I'm very curious, everyone, to hear what you think in the comments below. What you would do, mm. Sam? We already know some of your thoughts. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, well, how, how old is this this brother? 16? Sixteen. What it sounds like to me is that ever since the kid was born, yeah, the daughter has taken a backseat. Right. Like it sounds like she hasn't really had her mother there. And the fact that the mom can't even take a moment to be there with the daughter through a pregnancy. Yeah. Shows like I feel like it shows that yes, of course, taking care of a special needs kid is hard. But like to not even try to yeah. be there for your daughter is it, it's going to ruin your relationship with your daughter. Yeah. And yeah. there's a nurse and the dad. So yeah. the fact, like, like, are you, are you really can't step away for a few moments to be there with your daughter? Totally. Yeah, I was definitely more on the opposite side of the argument, but now I'm a little bit. I was a little bit. I got closer and closer as the story went on. I think one thing that would be very helpful to know in this in this scenario is a more detailed understanding of what the care looks like. Yeah. Um, because it's like we know we know the son is neurodivergent, where on the spectrum, etc. You know what 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 all does that entail for for those of us who but don't yours, uh, know as much? Regardless, let's say it's yeah, like yeah, no, 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 it's, you're fair. It's some yeah. of like yeah. like let's say it's like really like. Re- he needs a yes. lot of care. Yes. That mother is saying that she literally cannot be there for the birth of her child or for like some appointments to like, like yeah. she cannot be a mother to her at all. Basically period. Yeah. Yeah. Like, come on. No, I, t- I totally, I totally and agree. That's that, and and yeah. she's basically like, like what she's saying is like, Hey, I can't be a mother to you for the rest of your life. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. Cause this is like one of the most needed moments where it's like, I'm, Pregnant yeah. and like, that's and also a very- like, the, I mean, if if he if this kid is needing so much care at sixteen, it's yeah. probably going to continue into yes. his twenties, into his thirties, into his forties. So, like, is the mother just saying, point. "Hey, like, you're not my daughter anymore. I don't want a relationship with you. I don't want a relationship yeah. with my grandchild." Yeah, I think um, the big thing here is there's the dad, the nurse. So it's like exactly take take the opportunity Fucking to be like, with your daughter for an hour. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah. That's right. Uh, no, yeah. You're right. You are I right. Mean, that, yeah. that, I, 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 it just seems a little ridiculous to yeah. not be there for your daughter at all. I am uh, more like on her side than I think you are in this in this scenario but yeah definitely it's like there are these key moments like going to the ultrasound like going to the first ultrasound these are things that will literally have going to the first ultrasound for your first child happens one time happens one time the birth and (laughs) also especially if I mean like you know I'm I'm never going to be pregnant so like I I don't want to speak too soon but come on now yeah yeah you know (laughs) we got the technology I'm I'm trying to get a uterus transplant Um, but like I, I imagine for a woman mm-hmm. who, is, who becomes pregnant, they want to like 
understand what that means from their mother who was pregnant with them. Yeah, it's like like million hey, like, percent. I need advice, yeah. right? Um, I mean, the same thing I'm going to do with my dad. I'm like, hey, like, like when I become a father, yeah, I'm like, yo, dad, what's up? Teach what's me. What's up with this? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like, 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 tell me, tell me what's good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think it's it's kind of ridiculous, but I don't know, I, I I would love to know what what our maybe audience Sam's thinks. wrong and I'm brilliant and yeah, right. May, so maybe I'm completely wrong. Yeah. Please let me know. Tear my asshole apart That's or right. eat it out if you Ooh, think I'm right. There we go. Drop your comments, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. See you. Today I effed up by finding the love of my life, and when she went in for the kiss, I gave her a firm handshake. Okay, OP. This is OKOP. I'm Samuel Bonner. And I'm John Fry. And John, what is like the worst case of you ever like misinterpreting signals from interested women? Oh, man. Your lady suitors. Lady suitors. I remember when I was in like seventh grade or so, uh, there was a girl, Nadia. Shout out to Nadia. Nadia. You know, I was like, hey, I'm about it. And uh, so I asked her out and then she said yes. I was like, oh, great. This is so great. And then she came back a day later and she's like, hey, I'm so sorry. I only said yes out of pity and I don't want to be in a relationship. Out of pity. Yeah. yeah like I mean, she didn't phrase it exactly like that, but it's essentially oh, no. essentially what she meant. I was like, oh, God. What do you even say to that? I tried to convince her. I'm like, no, it's OK. Like, we can give it a shot. You know, like, bro, you're a 12 year old boy. You're just like, oh, my gosh. Like, if I have the slimmest shot at this, like, yeah, pretty girl, let me just try it. let me just go all the way. And in hindsight, it's like. Bro, how are you going to convince someone who just said she got with you out of pity? Like, Oh, man. Oh, Gotta man. love it. Sad. Well, <laughs> well, I have a story that I think is even worse than that. Okay, let's see it. Today, I effed up by finding the love of my life. And when she went in for the kiss, I gave her a firm handshake. Pleasure doing business with you. Some backstory. I met this girl when I was taking a few summer courses to complete my remaining credits for my bachelor's degree. Oh, how ironic the name is. I assume OP is a big boy bachelor. Big bachelor. I was drawn to her right away because she has an exotic Slavic sounding name. For the sake of anonymity, we'll call her Svetlana. Svetlana. Ooh. She was radiant. She was beautiful, silent, and distant like the northern lights flowing in the sky. And like most people who aren't used to seeing the northern lights, I'd often catch myself just staring at her like an idiot. I was lost in thought. I guess the only difference is that the northern lights don't get weirded out when you stare at them for extended periods with your mouth hanging open like a lobotomy patient. So that was one of my first mistakes. <laughs> This guy has quite a way of describing things. Yeah, yeah. This man's literally drooling over this lady. Anyways, I'd say nary a word to Svetlana, but wanted to find a way to get to know her outside of class. Where it was a bit less unwieldy to start up a conversation versus, Hey, tectonic shift is pretty sweet, eh? Do you like the red hot chili peppers? (laughs) So I had a stroke of genius, or so I thought. I would invite my entire class, which is pretty small, maybe 20 people, to go to the movies with the hopes that she would go too. And it worked. Hey! His dastardly plan worked. Uh She signed up on the Facebook group I created for the event. I know. I'm practically Rico Suave when it comes to putting on the moves. It was settled. She and I and about 10 people from our class were going to see a horror movie on Saturday. Perfect. Let the plan commence. F up number one. We get to the movies. Everyone's dancing awkwardly around the, oh, hey, now we're outside of class. We're being forced to interact at a non-academic level situation, myself included. (laughs) We sit down in the seats near the back of the theater, and I make sure I sit right beside my love, mi amor, Svetlana. Svetlana. 
I wasn't planning on anything particularly nefarious, but I figured it'd be a fun way to break the ice if I waited for a scary part and then grabbed her knee to scare the bejeebus out of her, which I imagined would produce a hilarious shriek followed by startling laughter and then long talks about our future life together as husband and wife. Yeah, that doesn't sound like the best plan ever. What do you mean? That's perfect plan. That's, That's perfect. exactly how it'll happen. So there I sat, hand poised inconspicuously by my side, ready to pounce. Sure. Cue F up number one. The scary part, it happened when a side character got hit by a monster and it startled me so badly that I tensed up and punched her in the effing leg. <laughs> really freaking hard like hard enough that she crumpled forward and almost hit her head on the seat in front of her stop great icebreaker pal show her you're unpredictably violent particularly when startled i apologized profusely and svetlana assured me that she was okay but i knew i'd given her a macho man randy savage charlie horse and i <laughs> felt especially derpy i spent the rest of the movie wishing i was dead oh f up number two we left the movie standing outside the same group of classmates who didn't really know each other any better after having sat silently through a horror movie. <laughs> That's the thing about horror movies, dude, and like movies in general. You don't really get to know the person you're with. You don't at all. Terrible first date, but not terrible, but a little bit. If you want to get to know them. A little bit terrible. A little bit terrible. We dance awkwardly around the how do I say goodbye to a group of people that I don't really know situation, myself included. Do they really not know each other? Like, they go I mean, to school they, together. Yeah, but they just were like in class and then, and I guess, you know, they're not really talking. Maybe it's like a college class, you know. All right, yeah. Svetlana said she'd be taking the bus home and it turned out i was taking the same bus uh-huh. we hadn't really talked since i smashed her leg like the effing hulk so i figured this could be my chance to try to smooth things over all right we both get on the bus and i try to sit beside her casually as possible uh-huh. and then i say something pretty stupid and vacuous like hey so the movie pretty scary huh <laughs> So bad. So bad. I know. But she entertained my stupid and vacuous question. And we actually ended up having a really nice talk. She was into music. I was into music. She liked hiking. I liked hiking. That sort of thing. That sounds like, oh, you watch The Office too? Wow, we're <laughs> both so cultured and unique. We're meant to be. We got to her stop and I said, this is actually only a few blocks from my place. You want me to walk you home? Nervous that I might be imposing too much. But she responded with, wow, really? No one has ever asked to walk me home before. That's so sweet. Nailed it. Hey. Still have a chance of salvaging this. Right. Q, F up number two. So I walk up to her house and the whole way we're talking about life, passion, the universe verse at large. We get to her house and the night is perfect. It's warm, quiet, a gentle summer breeze through the oak trees, soft glow from distant streetlights. She says, well, this is my place. And we stand there looking at each other. She is rocking back and forth from her heels to her toes, looking at me almost expectantly. The look. And then she moves in a bit closer and she starts to lean forward. And I... Shake her hand. No! <laughs> Why? I shake her effing hand, ladies and gentlemen. Her eyes opened and her face contorted ever so slightly into a scowl of disgust. And I say, boy, I had a great night, Svetlana. Stop! <laughs> or something equally stupid. And I turn around and literally run away. Like I said, Rico Suave, folks. I spent the rest of the run home wishing I was dead. Boy. F up number three. Oh. The big one. 
Our departure had been awkward enough by my fault alone that I basically couldn't bear to talk to Svetlana after that. About two weeks later, she posted in the same Facebook group, not a bad idea after all, advertising that she'd be hosting a barbecue at her place in celebration of us finishing our course. Hey! Perfect! I can prove once and for all that I'm not such a bumbling idiot. I was so nervous all day. My palms were sweaty, my arms weak, mom's spaghetti, and I couldn't eat anything. I put on my most stylish clothes and showed up trying to seem extra cool and aloof. Back to the story, right? Right away, this guy's having social anxiety. The place was loaded with like 60 people of whom I knew maybe four, including Svetlana. A few hours in, people started playing beer pong. Perfect, I thought. I don't drink regularly, but I'd spent the last year playing ping pong every day. I'm that cool. So I knew the weight and flight trajectory dynamics of a ping pong ball, and I figured I would seize this opportunity to really impress her. Svetlana! I shouted, let's play beer pong. Same team. To which she looked uncomfortable, but eventually said, sure, I guess. And she walked over to the table with me. Perfect. And just as I suspected, I single-handedly dominated the first game against (sighs) two strangers. And I didn't even lose a single cup. Oh. However, because I don't drink, I'd never played beer pong and I don't know the rules. I thought the game was sort of prefunctory and the main purpose was to drink. So in a doubly stupid move, I said, don't worry, Svetlana, I've got this. And I downed all eight cups of booze. Turns out it wasn't beer. It was shots of hard liquor. But hell, I didn't care. I was riding the euphoric athletes high from my demanding victory of throwing a ping pong ball across a table. These guys' words are physically painful. I know. Who else wants to get their ass kicked? I said across (laughs) the room. Svetlana was starting to warm up a bit and quietly chuckled. Two more people stepped up. In quick order, I dominated that game too and lost only one cup. After the game, Svetlana saw me reaching for the cup and grabbed my arm, but I said, don't worry, Svetlana, I got this. And down all of my cups again. No. I could hear people snickering and speaking under their breath, but I ignored it. Come on. Who else wants a piece of me? That's piece of this spicy meatball. I taunted, feeling 10 feet tall and bulletproof. No, no, no. You should just sit down for a bit, warned Svetlana. Oh, hell no. You and me are going right to the top. I said, oh, I just think you should take a break for who wants to get stomped. (laughs) I interrupted. Two more strangers stepped up and I narrowly won the third game. Not quite as smoothly or impressively, but I won. Before she could stop me, I downed all of her cups again. (laughs) She looked a bit amused and a bit concerned, but not as uncomfortable as she had 10 minutes ago. And then right in front center of my head, I started to feel warm fuzzy. Hide and seek, someone shouted from the living room. At this point, running on 24 cups, which must have equaled 12 to 16 shots of hard liquor on an empty stomach, hide and seek sounded like a great idea. Oh, God. With 60 people in a one-story house. Whatever. Someone flicks off the lights and we all start running around like crazy people. Svetlana and I met abruptly at one of the door to one of the rooms. We hear the dude who was it approaching. So we duck into the room, which was painfully bare, and we were about to get caught. Svetlana grabs me at the sleeves and pulls me in the closet at the side of the room. And there we sat with the full moon beaming through the window and through the shutters in the closet door and the soft hum of bare naked ladies playing on the stereo in the living room. The gentle pitter-patter of footsteps and the ambient giggling of hide-and-seekers outside. It was perfect. She looked at me. I looked at her. She leaned forward. I leaned 
forward and we kissed. It was a beautiful kiss. I lean back, my heart a flutter and say, Svetlana, I just want you to know, I think you're... No! And I puke. I puke right into Svetlana's slightly open mouth. Oh. I puke into her effing face and into her mouth. I puke so hard, in fact, that I almost pass out face down into her laundry bin. No. When I brace myself to catch my balance, I look at her and I am now tumbling down the metaphorical water well of complete unrecoverable intoxication. And I make a drunken observation. Ha, Svetlana, your shirt's wet. Just, just why? <laughs> and then I realize what I'd done. I realize it's my puke all over her shirt and face and closet. I basically knock the closet doors off the hinges and stumble into her room and scream, someone needs to take me home right now. At least that's what I tried to scream. I got out. Someone needs to. And then I puke again hard all over Svetlana's bed, quilt, pillows, and night table. No. The shit was coming out of my mouth like it was a fire hose. <laughs> and I was trying to save City Hall. And then darkness. That's where my memory stops. I woke up the next day face down in my room, completely naked with my door wide open. When I stumbled into the living room, feeling like someone had taken a crap inside my skull, I saw my clothes everywhere. My roommates later told me that someone had driven me home at about 3 a.m. and I was slamming on our front door with my shirt pulled over my head, shouting incoherently in basically only vowel sounds and Svetlana's name. And when they opened the door, I ripped off all my clothes and hurled them around the house like a Tasmanian devil. Pants were on the fridge, shirt was in the stove, socks were in the sink, and one shoe was in the garbage, and the other shoe was never accounted for. Svetlana, if you're reading this, I'm so sorry things never worked out, and for puking in your mouth, and for punching you in the leg. Maybe one of the most painful, cringy stories we've ever, we've ever heard. Yeah, this is one for the books. This is absolutely one for the books. And just all of his ideas, like, even starting with the, like, oh, I'll, like, grab her leg and scare her, like, who does that? No one. No who one does, does that? that. You shouldn't throw that, but you know what you should always do oh subscribe to okop follow us on spotify subscribe on youtube follow us on big doc and you want to be a real one support us on patreon that's right join the family joey sandra casey zephorius davina muhammad amanda will desiree keegan and kathy quigley see you soon